Hello everyone and welcome back to Watching Hot. My name is Hazel and I'll be your host for today's episode and also the upcoming episodes. Hello and welcome back to the fourth episode of Watching Hut. Today, I will be talking about the movie called Interstellar. I'm sure most of you have heard of this. It released a while back ago and it's a pretty good movie, right? Um, it, was a success, it was a pretty successful movie and um, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. If you haven't watched it, um, I'll give you guys a quick recap about uh, the movie Interstellar. So, this movie is like a sci-fi theme movie. But the movie actually worked with an actual physicist to, to make sure that the things they're saying in the movie, the things they're acting out, the things that they're seeing, the visuals, the movie has to feel real and is accurate when interpreted in reality. One of the main themes during this movie that was emphasized is the difference between time on Earth and the time in the universe overall, otherwise also known as time dilation. The thing with time dilation is... Einstein, obviously all of you know Einstein, Albert Einstein, the well-known scientist, he hypothesized that time moves much slower in places with higher gravity, such as Earth. In the movie, this is emphasized throughout because the main character had to go to space and his family left behind for years on Earth. When he came back to Earth, he's still as young as he left when a few years before when he left Earth, right? He's still as young, he looks as young. He feels as young. He is actually as young as when he left on Earth. But his daughter was on a deathbed already because of the time dilation he experienced. Now, isn't that just sad and depressing, right? But there is a few lessons that we can learn from this movie, right? The film Interstellar relies on real science for many of its stunning visuals. Physicist Kip Thorne, an expert on black holes and wormholes, provided the math that the special effects artists turn into movie magic. So this Kip Thorne, who's an actual physicist, um, they were working with the directors and everyone uh, who was working at the movie. They really relied on the Kip Thorne's um, information and expertise on black holes and wormholes to make the movie as realistic as possible. Now, the spaceship's endurance destination is Gargantua, a fictional, supermassive black hole with a mass 100 million times that of the sun it lies 10 billion light years from earth and is orbited by several planets gargantua rotates at an astounding 99.8 percent of the speed of light gargantua's accretion disc contains gas and dust with the temperature of surface of sun the disc provides light and heat to gargantua's planet of course gargantua is a fictional supermassive black hole right it's fictional but the concept has been made to seem as realistic as possible. Now, the black hole's complex appearance in the film is due to the image of the accretion disk being wrapped by gravitational lensing into two images, one looping over the black hole and the one under it. So, if you guys see in Google, um, basically, if you search black hole, there's like, like disks surrounding it and... Yeah, so basically, um, in the movie, they try to make it as realistic as possible. And I think it was actually pretty realistic. Uh, if you see the real photos uh, on Google from uh, NASA, NASA's official website. And yeah, it's pretty realistic in my opinion. So, and then moving on, 
Uh, one feature of Einstein's equations is that time passes slower in higher gravity fields. So on a planet orbiting close to a black hole, a clock ticks much more slowly than on a spaceship orbiting farther away. Um, as I said before, like the one in uh, the one in the movie where the main character leaves Earth, comes back a few few years later, he's still as young, he's still as fit, but then his daughter is already on a deathbed, right? So time passes slower in the higher gravity fields. And then next is warp drives and wormholes. This is this is what we can um, see in the actual movie. That's actually very realistic, and that physicists like Kip Thorne have actually published stuff about this um, on the internet and we can read about it. So our three-dimensional uni three universe can be thought of as a flat membrane floating in a four-dimensional void called the bulk. The presence of mass distorts the membrane as if it were a rubber sheet. If enough, mass is concentrated at a point. A singularity is formed. Objects approaching the singularity pass through an event horizon from which they can never return. If two singularities in far apart locations could be merged, a wormhole tunnel through the bulk could be formed. Such wormholes cannot form naturally. Moving on from that, wormholes and stuff. Okay, so wormholes are very... Um, if you think about it, wormholes are very... Um, it could seem very fictional, but it is some, some of it are actually real. Uh, like the ones shown in the movie, right? So um, the one, the things I just said is that uh, wormholes are actually kind of like a time loop, or you could say it's a time loop, or yeah, it's a wormhole. Like you, an an event passes through one point, and they can never return to the other point because it's a yeah. So I don't know the science behind it, but it's pretty fascinating if you uh, read about it more, right? So beings able to control gravity and travel through the bulk could create wormholes and cross space much faster than light. In two-dimensional diagrams, the wormhole mouth is shown as a circle. Seen in person, a wormhole would be a sphere. A gravitationally distorted view of space on the other side can be seen on the sphere's surface. All of this that I just said, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to imagine, right? My, I myself, reading this, it's really just hard to imagine how it would look like. So I watched the movie and it all made sense. Because if you um, search in Google or if you watch the movie, you see the wormhole and all uh, the universe and stuff and the visuals that the main character goes through. It really just looks very realistic and it really matches up to all the information that we get from physicists all around the world, right? So in the film, the wormhole is 1.25 miles or 2 kilometers in diameter and 10 billion light years long. So according to Kip Thorne, this is actually somewhat true. Um, Kip Thorne and other physicists, uh, of course, this is somewhat true because our universe is unmeasurable and we can't know for sure what's out there beyond Earth, right? So basically, this this movie is a com combination of theories and facts from physicists all around the world. Um, one of them is uh, Kip Thorne. So, if you want to learn about science beyond the Earth, the universe, if you want to learn about the universe, wormholes, black holes, watch this movie because this is actually a very good movie, a very, very realistic movie as well. Now, what can we learn 
that is important or that is the most important from this movie? Well, we first of all, we learn about science and the theories of time dilation and also our universe, our three-dimensional, four-dimensional, two-dimensional uh, diagrams of the wormhole, black hole, and all that stuff, right? We learn and we gain knowledge about that. From this movie, we also gain creative and also freedom in, in imagination. Creative intelligence and freedom in imagination. If you haven't watched the first or second episode, um, I talked about creative imagination, creative and imagination. So those things are both in the second episode and explained. So basically, from this movie, we learned about science and also we gain creativity and also freedom in imagination. Right, so, yeah, that's that's all the things I have to say, honestly. The movie Interstellar, it's pretty good. Overall rating, 10 out of 10. Um, I've asked a few other people, they've also said it was a 10 out of 10, because this is a really solid movie. And it's pretty heartening as well, when the main character, he goes back to Earth and sees his daughter on a deathbed, right? That's very. That also teaches us a lesson about how time is very valuable, and we can't waste any time for the people. Uh, with the people we love, right? We can't waste um, any time because time flies by. It really does. It really does. So make sure to tell the people that you love, you really love them, and you really mean it, okay? So yeah, so that's all for this episode. I hope you understand the science behind this. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next episode. Yeah.